speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today is the feast of St. Barnabas, Apostle, companion of St. Paul, and Martyr. An Apostle, he was sent out. He's known as Son of Encouragement. That's some important words for us, really. It's Son of Encouragement. We should be encouraged by Barnabas and the saints. Mind you, being sent out, I don't know about you, seems a scary idea. Being sent out involves change and we're never quite too sure about change. Two of the readings today are from the time of the early church, Acts of the Apostles and also Galatians. At this point, they're working out what it means to be a follower of Jesus. In Galatians, they're working out, well, do you have to become a Jew first? And then a Christian, i.e. do you need to be circumcised first? And then follow all the Jewish laws? Or is that not necessary? There are some saying, yeah, you need to do that. And others saying, well, no, look, it don't make any difference. Paul saying, I've been called as the apostle to the Gentiles, not to make them Jews first, but to make them followers of Jesus. It's a big change in the understanding of what Christianity is. Is it just a sect of Judaism or something else, a new faith? big change but we get wedded to what we're used to we get wedded to what we've always done we get wedded to the traditions to time-honored things we're comfortable with them because that's what it's always been like we tell ourselves and of course as we begin our time in this ministry area or 18 months into this ministry area we realize there is change there are big and small changes to how we do things big and small changes to how we exist sub-wardens rather than church wardens, to name just one. How we live, move and have our being is slightly different to how it was before. But that's not a bad thing. Of course, this is illustrated today in the fact that Father Gary is not here. Instead, he's popped over to Holy Trinity elsewhere in the ministry area and I've come along here instead. We thought it was time for just bit of a change for a Sunday and to get to know each other a bit more. A bit about myself, as you're probably wondering, who is this strange Englishman who's here? (laughs) I'm wondering that quite often as well, to be honest. I grew up, I was born and grew up in Reading. I was very adventurous in wanting to be sent out. I went to university in Reading, still staying at home. I studied cybernetics and computer science, telling myself that was the only place in the UK I could study it. Therefore, I was justified in staying at home because it was what I wanted to study, not that I was trying to avoid moving. I wanted to be ordained later in life when I realised that maybe I might be called to ministry. I thought, well, I can maybe retire early or something, earning lots of money. I could stay in the same church forever because I'm quite used to being there. I quite like it. And I had excuses after excuses why none of this was possible. Nothing else was possible. I just need to do this. Nothing else. And then... God kept making those excuses disappear. At which point you start thinking, oh, I didn't want that, I didn't expect that. Why can't I just stay the same forever? No. I started training for ordination in Cudston, just outside Oxford, and then was sent on exchange to South Africa for a time, which was incredibly transformational in my life and ministry. I decided to leave the Diocese of Oxford for a curacy, 
something you can do in England, you can't do in Wales so easily. And I was ordained in the Diocese of Truro, served three years there, seven years in the Diocese of Guildford in Surrey, and then emigrated to Guernsey, where I served for four years, and then had to emigrate from there back here to South Wales, and all the fun and paperwork and change and hassle every single move of country involves. Two years ago, when I was in Guernsey, something weird happened, to be honest, with God putting strange ideas in my head, and I started considering the idea of a post in Canada. And in fact, two years ago, I found out I was considered for that. I wasn't appointed. There was great rejoicing, and I ended up feeling called to South Wales, and here I am realising I wasn't ready to leave parish ministry. And in fact, I'd visited this ministry area back in 2015. So it's very strange then moving here, having visited some years ago. The idea of a ministry area really appealed to me. That's one of the reasons I decided to come to the church in Wales, because this idea of working together rather than isolation seemed really good, really exciting being able to share resources, skills, ideas and passions for the sake of the gospel. Not working in isolation, but together. And of course, in the reading from Acts, throughout Acts, we see the apostles going out together, not on their own. You know, then in Galatians, Paul and Barnabas together travelling. Not one person going out, but several for the gospel working together for the gospel. When we think about church, sometimes we think, well, is it about maintaining the status quo? Is it about doing what we're comfortable with, what we've always done? Is it about our buildings, wonderful as they are? It's about making sure that this parish district is doing better than that one down the road or that one over there. Is it doing what we've always done? I'd say no, it's not. When we look at someone like Barnabas, when we look at someone like Paul, we see them taking risks for Jesus. We see the risks in being sent out, you know, Paul being shipwrecked and imprisoned and everything else. Not that we want any of that to happen to us. But we think, well, it's, it's risky doing something different. It's risky reaching out to others. It's risky changing. What will happen, we ask ourselves. What if it goes wrong, we wonder. It's better not to do anything in case it goes wrong. That's a good idea. On the other hand, we think, what if it goes right and we have to change? It's one thing if it goes wrong, and I told you so, I told you that wouldn't work. But what if it goes right and actually what amazing, thing, wonderful things happen, but we can't do the same as we always did? It's like, it's like Jonah, when he's called people to repentance, God's told him to do so, and they repent. And Jonah says to God, I told you that had happened. Surely that's a good thing, not a bad thing. There are risks in inviting others into our fellowship. There are risks in telling people about Jesus. We wonder, will other people fit in? Will we have to do things differently to accommodate them? What will it be like? We've known each other. We've been friends for ages. What will other people be like? They might sit in our seats or sing hymns out of tune or too slow or too... Fast or too loud or too quiet. What will it be like? But we can't keep the gospel to ourselves. It's been passed on for 2,000 years so far. It needs to carry on being passed on. 
We need to follow the example of Barnabas and all the apostles and saints in going out, reaching out to others, doing what Jesus spoke of in the gospel. Love one another as I have loved you, he says. Love one another, not just love those you like, not just love those you've always been with, love those you're not too sure about, love those you actually really don't like. You can love them while not liking them. Love those who are different in other countries and different backgrounds, even across the sort of border and other parts of the ministry area come to that. Choosing to love is a risk. We make ourselves vulnerable. We're open to being hurt if it doesn't go the way we think it might. But surely it is a risk worth taking if the potential benefits are so great. And surely making Jesus known provides just that potential to make the risks worthwhile. Jesus has chosen us, each and every one of us, made in God's image, known and loved by God, alongside the rest of humanity throughout the world. Humanity who needs to experience that love for themselves. Members of humanity who do not know Jesus, but need help from us to help them to discover it, to experience it, to know it. To do that, we need to work together, united in this vision. And surely the vision of any congregation must be to make Jesus known ahead of any concerns quite rightly here about buildings and money and everything else. This building has changed ever since it was built. I can see that just looking around at little bits and pieces. You know, those chairs weren't there at the start. Those radiators look quite new compared to the building. To name but two things. Oh yeah, the sort of kitchen area around here. Massive changes which were probably controversial at the time. But now we don't think twice about it. And it's right, because we do keep changing. And every single change involves a risk. Let us take risks for the gospel. Let us embrace new possibilities. Let us dream new dreams. And as we hear in the book of Revelation, behold, I make all things new. Surely that is exciting. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.